Well, hi everybody, this is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. And I welcome you with Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. I come in peace to you all the time. Peace, peace, peace. So, I just want to let you know that you can email me anytime, laurie at tantracafe.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E at tantracafe.com. You can find out more about me that way if you want to send me an email, make suggestions, or find out anything about the guests that I have on the show. Any questions that you might have, please don't hesitate to write me on that email or find me on Facebook or Twitter. Well, you know, when I think about images of soldiers being lovers, old World War II movies come into my mind. I picture Robert Mitchum and I picture John Wayne. I'm, I guess I'm aging myself here, but I, I picture these guys docking into a port and finding available ladies to kiss and smooch with and dance with. And, you know, possibly they never showed it back then, but it was their, the illusion that they were going to eventually make love to these ladies or sometimes come home to their lady waiting at home. My guest today claims to be a warrior turned lover. Let's find out whether his picture corresponds to mine. Sean Roop has been a student and teacher of life wisdom since 1989. Sean holds a bachelor's in sociology, a master practitioner of NLP. He's also a certified tantric therapist and certified master tantric counselor. Sean's been teaching tantra and sacred sexual wisdom to individuals and groups worldwide since 2000. He has a group, he has a website, and he runs something called Tantra Quest, which is a tantra training center. And he's also been featured on numerous media appearances on NBC, Fox, L, the Travel Channel, USA, and Playboy Radio. So we're going to hear from Sean today about how he turned from warrior to lover and how that gets played out in his world, my world, and the world of tantra. So, Sean, welcome to my show. Thank and, you, Lori. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, thanks. It's wonderful to have you. And I especially want to find out how a trained warrior, you'll have to tell us what that training is, whatever, you know, how a warrior could turn into a lover and want to say that about himself, like want to, want to, advertise that's who he is like what is that you know how would that make a difference in our world so tell us a little you know, bit about that, yeah, yeah there, there is, there's really interesting that uh that my past it feels like i've lived so many lives already um even though i'm, I'm at the the um the, the right young age of of I'm 38 now um uh, when i was younger I, I was in the military i joined when i was 19 years old but even before I went in the military, I actually joined the police academy. And at 18, I was attempting to become a police officer. And that um, you were going to be a police officer, and th- and you didn't do that. You didn't. I, I actually went to I went I went to the police academy, and um, I am so blessed to have had a sergeant who actually was a a, a local uh, a police policeman at my at in my city because I was going to I was in Orange County, California. And, the interesting thing is all the little cities uh, all share one police academy. So 
it's not like one police academy for each police department. They all share one community college does the police academy for everyone. And so he happened to be one of the trainers, and he knew me. And he basically sat me down uh, about five, six weeks into the program, and he goes, look, here's the deal. You're 18 years old. You you can't even go into a bar to break up a, a fight. Do you realize that? Like, it'd be illegal <laughs> for you to walk into a bar to break up a fight. And he said, there's so much life to live. <laughs> and and right now, you're going to get involved in this, and you're going to do the same thing I did, which was you're going to become a cop, you're not going to travel, you're going to have three marriages. Like, there's no need for this. Go be in the world. Be the world. Enjoy life. If you want to be a cop, it's always going to be here. There's always going to be a need for police officers, and you don't have to worry about doing this right now. And I was so... At 18, so sure of what my path was, and I and I and I, I wanted to protect and serve. That's what I want to do. I want to give to my community, my society in this this way, and and I thought I could be a really good police officer, and and that's where my my uh, my drive was coming from. But uh, but but he really supported me, and and uh, actually he put the screws to me. Is what he did. The 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 him and the other trainers make it made it so impossible. There was no way that I could actually pass. So I actually dropped out uh, soon uh, after that conversation. Well, that's and a very well, fortuitous break. You you might say. I mean, yeah. given who you are now, which we're going to yeah. find more, you know, find out more about. That was very astute of that man, and he must have seen something in you, Sean, that you might not have seen in yourself at that time. Could that be possible? I, I so think that's exactly what was going on, Lori. This, this, this individual was actually, even though a police officer, but he was a really wise man and, um, and, and actually really enjoyed what he did and didn't take himself too seriously. I think that's what happens when people get too identified with a particular archetype, like a, a warrior or, a, or, or for instance, a, 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 a police officer, like that, that cop archetype. But he, he just, he, he was a man, not a cop. Like, he was really clear about that. And that's why I was so glad that he's a trainer, like, especially nowadays. Like, I, I'm so glad that he was out there training people instead of some really hard-nosed type of, of folks. But, um, that, that, uh, I, I was really depressed that I, that I dropped, that I got washed out of the academy at 18. And, um, and, and then, and then there on CNN were all these people lining up for Desert Shield in, in Saudi Arabia. And I thought, well, I'm not in the police academy, I, I, but there's a war going on. I, I, this is my war. I, I need to go be part of the war. And um, so I went down and joined the military, and and uh, and that was in the summer uh, before Desert Storm ha- actually happened. So I had to wait. I, there were so many people that signed up during that time that I actually couldn't. I had to wait six months to go in the military, and. Um, <laughs> There was a lot of opportunities for not to go to the military, but I decided to, to go in, and, and I joined the Air Force. And I was in basic training during the entire war that lasted 10 days. <laughs> so I, I, there was no war for me in, in my career. But uh, what, what oh. happened was while I was in the Air Force, um, uh, I, I became a trainer of, of law enforcement and, uh, and small arms training. So actually, uh, I was in anti-terrorism and, and learned uh, how to teach people to shoot um, guns and, and how to do close quarter combat. And that's, you know, that's where my path was for the next four years from that point, which is, uh, I guess that was in uh, 2000, right? 
No, no, I'm sorry, that was in 90, 90, 1990. 1990? It was 91 to 95 is when I was in the Air Force. Okay, got it. So, but the only thing so far that I, that resembles the you that I know now is the closed quarters. (laughs) The closed quarters. Yeah. (laughs) That's about it. Well, and also the teaching. You know, the teaching's another thing. Oh, right, right, Um, right. Sorry. no, no, it's okay because actually, you know, the, the, the military gave me some really wonderful things. One of those things was the ability to teach groups of people. Um, and, but, but, um, what, what happened for me was I, I just went down such a path to the point where someone would invite me to go hunting and I, I would actually have this ability to go, no, it's not really fair. That's how good of a shot I was. Um, you know, give wow. me a spear, give me a bow and arrow, I'll go hunting, but I'm not, <laughs> To put a gun in my hands is not a fair. That's not a fair fight. That's how. That's how accurate and, and competent and skilled I was in in in, in uh, combat. So, so you really, um, I trained you others. Really, you were really like a no nonsense, like no kidding. Yeah, uh, totally. Warrior that could you know you're you you're deadly in a certain way. No. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Between between the distance of two feet to five hundred yards. I, I, I had the advantage. Wow. Yep. It's yeah, amazing. Right. And um, I just got to, I want to go back for a minute because it's always intrigues me when somebody wants to be a police officer or a warrior like that. Um, was your upbringing, I'm not going to psychoanalyze you, of course, I don't want to do that, but I mean, <laughs> was your upbringing, like, was there anyone else in your family who was an officer or a marksman? No, that's the interesting part about that is that um, I was I, I was raised in a very liberal household. Um, I was the only quote unquote Republican in the house. Um, I was I was really I, I I I was a very interesting conservative kid in a in a, I grew up in Laguna Beach, California. It's a very liberal city, and my parents were spiritual but not religious, and and uh, they just shook their head at me and they didn't get it. My sister couldn't figure me out at all. She was a really big liberal and and uh but I, I did have a brother and an uncle who also went in the in the air force and both of them at, at that time when i went in were millionaires and i and they they said that they didn't need college that the military gave them everything they needed and they, neither one of them were officers which i thought was really interesting and they both went in the air force so i went in the air force and didn't have to i i never flew flew a plane or Fixed the plane or, or did anything with planes for that matter. I, I, I got put into a very army-like situation that the Air Force had to do, which was, I, I actually did law enforcement in the military. I mean, that's, that's, in the Air Force, I was just the ground troop for, for the, for the Air Force. And, um, it's a, but there was wow. no one else. I played army a lot when I was a kid. I, I used to fantasize and play army all the time. And so I think there was like this, this desire to be the knight or the archetype of, of the warriors for sure. You mean, so you actually were one of these guys that I'm talking about in the World War II movies. You could have been Robert Mitchum in your fantasy yeah, life. I, yeah, I, 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 there was always that desire inside me as a young boy to be the hero. Like, yeah. it, it would have seemed really heroic for me to land on a grenade to save everyone else. Okay, I got it. Wow. Wow. And, and, so, and, yeah, you know, so I can I see you were steeped in that archetype. You know, a warrior, yeah, even from being a little boy. I mean, there are probably lots of boys who yeah. have that. I mean, I had I, my archetype was Joan of Arc. You know, I was right. gonna go. 
you know, be burned at the stake for saving the planet. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you were going to step on a grenade to save the planet, to save humankind. Sure. So I, I sure. actually can identify with you a lot. And I yeah. imagine that lots of people can identify with that, Sean. I mean, it's not far-fetched it's, it's at the, all. Yeah, it's, it's totally the, selfless, the selflessness that seems so heroic and, 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 um, and of value in our society. Like, heroes are so valued in our society. And so as a, as a young boy trying to figure out his way, um, that's what it was. And so, um, it was, it was really interesting because actually it was my senior year that I made the decision to kind of go down that path, uh, in high school. But before all that, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to be creative and artistic and I wanted to be in the, in the, in the, the filmmaking business. And then, and then, uh, I, I, I won all these awards for being a filmmaker when I was in high school. And then when I applied to one school, cause I thought I was bulletproof. And they gave me the Hollywood tweet treatment when I got denied a place in the school. I, I, my self-esteem couldn't handle it. No way. No way. It was way too much rejection for me. And I crumbled and I, and that's when the law enforcement, uh, was, it was a, a next option. Right. Like your backup plan, but something that had always been a fantasy. So not so close. To- totally. Totally. Yes. And, and I always, always wanted to, so, so I was, and I was good at what I did. I was so good at it in 1994. Uh, my, my third year in, I won Airman of the Year, which is, um, like basically there's officers and airmen. I won Airman of the Year for the entire Air Force. Wow. So, yeah, so I, 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 not only was I, was I good at what I did, I excelled completely and, and was highly, highly, you know, rewarded and, and, and seen for what I did, but there's no money in that. I mean, all it is is another ribbon. All it is is another certificate or trophy. So, so I, 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 the reason why I got out of the military was because I saw so many, so many of my supervisors on food stamps, and I thought that was wrong. I, I, I didn't make sense, and also a lot of my na- na- naiveness around being a warrior was quickly replaced with the reality of what that means. Yes, quickly, yes, yes. Quickly. Well, we're gonna we're gonna break here for a second. In, in case you've just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe. This is Laurie Handler, your host, and my guest today is Sean Roop, who is a Tantra teacher. He's an amazing student and teacher of life wisdom, and he started out, if you can believe this, his career as a warrior and received a major uh, award, a major commendation in the United States Air Force, uh, and that's what we've just been talking about. When we come back, and I'm going to ask Sean some questions about how his love life was while he was in the military before we turn around to find out how he became a teacher of love, uh, a lover, so to speak. So please stay tuned. Have you ever wished for an end to pests in and around your home, around your office? Stop paying for dangerous chemicals that can harm your children, your pets, and your clients. Today in Arizona and Florida, an environmentally responsible pest control company named Ladybug has set up shop to provide natural and organic pest control services. Ladybug can help you stop even the most persistent, nastiest bugs with green, organic products that are friendly to people and pets. In addition, there are franchise opportunities in Arizona, Florida, and throughout the USA. To learn more about Ladybug's home-friendly and earth-smart green pest control services, visit the Ladybug website at ladybugcorp.com or call us at 561-276-7600. Ladybug guarantees you another eco-friendly, pest-free day naturally. 
Wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by me, Laurie Handlers. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself and it may possibly make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown. And then I work you all the way through laws one through nine to teach you how to be in the unknown. Fresh, every moment of every day of your life. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 ebook. Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers, the host of Tantra Cafe. Hi there, this is Laurie Handlers, and today my guest is Sean Roop here on Tantra Cafe. And we're talking about how someone goes from being a trained warrior, somebody who trains people in combat, close-up combat, and also in shooting, becomes a lover, becomes a teacher of love. And recently, Sean and I got to meet each other again. We have met each other before, but we got to meet each other. I just want to talk about this for a moment at the International School of Temple Arts Conference which was founded by Baba Des Nichols. And this group is developing conferences and trainings worldwide, along with a consortium of practitioners and educators like us, who cooperate and benefit from expanding the network temple arts across continents, cultures, mores, and history. You can find out more about the International School of Temple Arts at www.schooloftemplearts.com. So, Sean, it it was great to see you again at that conference, and that's where I got the idea to have you as my guest on Tantra Cafe again. You did a great job there, and you really are an excellent trainer. So you did well in the United States Air Force. Like, obviously, you got lots of gifts there. Tell me just a little bit before we go into that, what was your love life like when you were actually enlisted in the Air Force? Messy. (laughs) <laughs> what? Um, I was, it was very messy, very messy. Um, what, what was probably the biggest thing is that, is that, uh, um, I still had this idea that I should, uh, I, I was, I was looking for, for the, this, this one person that was going to fulfill my everything. And I was kind of putting the cart before the horse with, with a lot of that. I, I was really bad at, at my, my dating scene. Because I was always, I was always, uh, um, evaluating, are they marriage material? Are they marriage material? Or do they like me? Would they marry me? And I'm serious, like, it was really messy, and my sex life was horrifically bad. I mean, it was just, um, it was embarrassing to the sense of, of, of my skills and my ability to really connect. I was a good, I was a giver, and, and I was really available to, to, to give to people, um, in, in a sweet, sweet giving way. But I, but I didn't know how to receive. That's for sure. Not at all. Wow. I, I, wow. I that was just it was yeah it was dysfunctional. <laughs> um, and I didn't have a whole lot of lovers. I mean, uh, when I was in the Air Force, I, I I really I really had a lot of low self esteem. Even though I was excelling in my career, when it came to my love life, I I didn't have a lot of ability to to really um, connect on a level that I felt comfortable with. That's for sure. 
You know, it's great. It's so great that you said that and actually that you laughed at it, too, because if we took that uh, example that you just gave, that you were, like, excelling in your military career, you were being awarded esteem that maybe no one else gets awarded very much. You know, most military people do not get, you know, the, the, the primo award. And you did really well. What? One person a year. Yeah, one person a year. So here you are at the top of your game in the military, and your love life is not good. It's, you know, it's messy. You have low self-esteem. I imagine, I'm just saying this because I'm sure there are people out there listening to this. I'm quite certain that there's plenty of people, and I could say men, but I think it's men and women who are at the top of their game in something. They could be a top athlete, a top business person, and yet their self-esteem is so low, they have no idea how to actually give or receive, and they don't know anything about being a lover, or very, very little. You know, there's something that they watched in a film, in some stupid film, or they heard about in, in, you know, in music, but they really don't have any skills, like the kind of skills we're talking about that you developed. You know, at a, at a very early age. So I just want to say that because I think it sets the backdrop for where you went from there, you know, which is luckily, an amazing transition. Oh, well, luckily, I, I, before I joined the military, I, I had had a, a foundation in, in the Hawaiian shamanistic arts, Huna. But, but all that did was give me an ability to, to know energy better and, and I could heal, but, but I, I really didn't have the skills to relate. And I think that was a big, that's a big thing that's missing for a lot of people. Can you say just a little something more about that practice so that, so that I can know what it is? Uh, sure, what, sure. That Hawaiian practice? Yeah, it's called Huna, which, um, which is from the Hawaiians that, uh, uh, you've heard of the, of a big kahuna, right? You've heard of that term, like right. kahuna? Right. So kahuna Everyone a has big kahuna, term. sure. So, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. So, so a, a, a kahuna is nothing more than a practitioner of the art of huna, and there was there was kahunas for farming and for surfing, and there was also kahunas for healing and magic. And so I went down the path of healing and magic. So I was I was really initiated into a, a very deep lineage, uh, and still I'm, I'm still I'm still very much a part of it. But but what's interesting is that is that it, it, there was many people that told me you carry the the healer energy in you. And I didn't know what that meant. And so actually, the best I could do with it was, oh, that means I'm a protector of the healers. That's what, I'm a warrior of the healers, I guess. Wow. So, so Lori, does that, does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I can so identify that's, that's with all of it because I feel, you know, everything you're saying, yeah. you know, warrior, yeah. goddess, protector right. of healing, protector of healers. Sure, yeah. Sean, it's, uh, sure. it's very, you know, it's it's familiar to me. Listen, I had fantasies, too, of wanting to be... I once dated somebody who was an army ranger. Uh-huh, yep. And um, I was really jealous. I, I, If I tell you the truth, I was really jealous of things he did. I was jealous of yeah. uh, propelling, I think, rappelling down mountain ranges, and I was jealous of his weaponry, you know, artistry, yeah. and I was jealous of... A lot of things. Um, there was a part of me that I would have loved to have 
experience that in a in a certain way. So yeah, <laughs> thanks for asking. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I think that's I think that's where where a lot of us might come from in this place. And so back then, again, it was the only way that I could merge the two together at any level for my head to actually grasp it. The first duty station that I had was in Las Vegas, Nevada, at, at a base called Nellis Air Force Base. And what was interesting is that that's where I started to think outside the box. And actually, there was a store there called the Psychic Eye Bookstore. And that was before, you know, psychic uh, esoteric bookstores were really readily available all over the place. But this one was actually a superstore of, of, like, psychics and crystals and all this other kind of stuff. And I used to go in there on the weekends. And I just get lost in there, and I felt really at home, even though I had the military haircut and I was in the military. I, I would still hang out there, but I would never tell anyone that I was doing that. It was almost like I was in some sort of porn shop or something, as far as I was considered. Like, no one that I worked with would know that I was going to the Psychic Eye Bookstore. Right. I can understand so, so that. I, it would be frowned upon. That, yeah, yeah. So I was really I was really in the closet, if you will, when it came to my energy work and my ability to... to, to, to be a magician, if you will. So, so then I, I I got transferred and I from Vegas to England, and something really amazing happened there. Because of this opportunity, the United States government paid for me to learn how to be psychic. Oh, your wow. tax dollars, my tax dollars, support training on on psychic warfare and 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 um and psychological ops. And so what I learned how to do was to stand outside of a building, project myself into the building, and actually find where there might be targets. That's amazing. And my mouth is, you can't see me right now, but my mouth has dropped to the floor. This, I, this, this is going that's on That's amazing. And I know about this stuff, but it's so amazing that yeah. you got to participate in it. Yeah. It's amazing. I did. I did. And it was all, it was, I was handpicked to do that. And, um, and, and it was a multi, it was a multi joint force path type training that happened. And, and, uh, it was really weird. And, but, but what happened was that I learned, I learned some very, very, very cool things, um, that for my own life. And the biggest one that I learned, which really set the stage for some other things in my life is that, um, there's things that go on in this life that I may not know about, but if I get out of my way, I'll experience them. Wait, say that no, again. If I go out of my way, what? If I get out of my way. Oh, get out. Okay. These, yeah, if I just get out of my way, I'll be able to experience the magic of life. That my wow. abilities will actually expand more than I could ever imagine. And the whole training was nothing more than pretend, pretend, pretend. Pretend you can do that, Rook. Just keep pretending you can do it. And then all of a sudden, I just got out of my way, and even even though I was in my mind pretending that I was doing something, I was getting up to 90% accuracy when I would actually be able to identify targets within a building. That's amazing. Yes. And, and it's so, really, and, and this, it's very this big. It's, it's a bit, you're proving something here. You know, it's kind of yeah. like proving something here that lots of people without science, without a scientific background don't want to hear about, but you're actually justifying something that Plenty of people today believe that they can read things, they can hear things before they happen, they can sense things, and that's what you're that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. So, so with with that being said, um, 
uh, you know, that, that kind of opened me up and then I got a little more exposed to some other things while I was in England because England's a very, has a different society, different culture. I, I, I opened myself up more and more because I was outside of the American society. When I got out, um, in 90, 94, 95, uh, it was right on the edge there. When I got out, I, I was, I was really, uh, ready to go back to the police academy. I was ready. I, I had done my <laughs> service. I had become an, an anti-terrorism uh, sniper, so my job was to snipe other snipers, and uh, and and I had excelled at it. I had, I had reached the, the top of what I could do, and I got out. And no one could understand why I was getting out, but I was like, because I I I'm not happy doing this because there's a lot of mess in the military, a lot of overspending, and and the missions were a disaster. It was like, what what why am I fighting for something I really don't believe in? And that's what happened. Um, so, you, so I got so out. You've and had I was a change a of heart. Again. You had a big change of yeah. heart there. Um, I, well, big time. Seeing big the reality. Time. Because seeing I, the, it's one thing to have the a reality. theory, but it's another thing to see it. Totally. Oh yeah. When you're looking at, at at movies, like you were talking about in your intro, everything seems pretty groovy, and everyone's on task, and the vision seems pretty clear. When you're at, when you're in, in there in reality, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, and I and I mean. I was happy to get out of the Air Force. I was really happy. Wow. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna stop here for a second, uh, and then I'm we're gonna find out about this whole being a lover, teaching people right. about love, teaching people about tantra. So, if you just tuned in, uh, you're listening to Tantra Cafe, and I'm having this amazing conversation with Sean Roop, who was uh, an excellent Air Force person and then also taught in the police academy was just an amazing warrior and he turned himself into lover and uh into tantric lover into a teacher of of a tantra counselor a certified therapist in tantra he he changed his whole life in the direction it was going so we're going to hear more about that please stay tuned we'll be right back are you stuck in an area of your life For example, having challenging or negative relationships? Are you feeling unfulfilled? Perhaps you're experiencing a lack of energy or possibly even tension in your body. I feel you need to call Kate Holt. Kate Holt is a core energetics practitioner. Whether you work with Kate in a group or in a private session, you'll feel like you're coming home to yourself. You'll become more comfortable in your own skin You'll discover your unique gifts and be supported to bring them fully into the world. You'll be empowered to create the life you want and have more pleasure and fulfillment. Don't waste another minute feeling stuck. Really. Call 856-261-4900 for a consultation or visit www.kateholt.info. That's kateholt.info. Dot info. Well, we're back at, with Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. My guest today is Sean Roop, and he's telling us his amazing story about being an excellent Air Force person, not a pilot, but an Air Force uh, warrior, somebody with medals and decorations and, and a person who could teach people combat, and then a police academy instructor and 
that's amazing in itself. And I, it's also about duality and maybe not. It could be about duality, which I pointed out earlier, but it also could be about full integration because his life takes a turn and he becomes his own tantric quest. So Sean, how did you get this change of heart? How did things, how did things change up for you and have your interest? Aside from the fact that you had the Hawaiian healing and you were learning this, all this psychic stuff in England when, when you were there, how did it, how did it gel? How did it come together? Well, when I got out of the military, I wanted to become a law enforcement, I wanted to go back in law enforcement, but fate had another, another, uh, uh, deal for me and, and I, the, uh, the week I was supposed to go in the police academy, I slipped on some Haagen-Dazs that was filled at a mall and broke my hand and I missed that academy. And because of that, um, I got, I got, I got snaggled into my, to my, um, to my family business. My mom and dad had a, a business in, in Orange County in Laguna where they had a, uh, a, a tow ring store. So actually I became, I, I stepped away from all that warrior stuff. But what's interesting is that, is that one thing that I missed was the camaraderie. And so then I became, I, I jumped into martial arts and, uh, was actually, uh, quite, quite, uh, successful in the martial arts. I, I was, uh, I, I joined Taekwondo, got my black belt, and I was uh, competing and fighting um, in, in Taekwondo, and, and was pretty successful at that uh, for quite a while. So the warrior, the warrior, and he continued. And then I learned defense. So now I'm playing with swords, and I'm doing martial arts, and competing <laughs> in both of those. And then I started playing ice hockey, and that's a pretty violent sport. So I just I just kept going with it. It was so funny, even though I wasn't involved in in things. I I, I was still in that that competitive or, uh, or aggressive uh, uh, mentality. I was sweet. I mean, I'm a sweet guy. I was never like you know a jerk or anything like that. But but what I was doing was 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 playing with it like a like a cat with a mouse. Like I was goofing with it, uh, um, but but at a distance. And then and then I I I, I continued to have relationship woes. And and then I heard about tantra. And decided to um, see if that could possibly ha- help me. And I was in a three-year relationship that was really boring and non-romantic. And and I thought it was, the sex issues were were because of me and and my my ability and skills to be a sexual uh, to be sexual and to be a sex master, if you will, um, was so far away from my 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 ideas. And so like I actually booked a tantra session to help me learn how to give more to a woman. And um, and I, and I got something far I, different. I just have to say that I love that about you, that you decided it was you. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that's, totally. a, that's another rare thing, Sean. I mean, that's another rare quality for a man to decide, okay, I'm going to go find out about this. I mean, I guess it comes from the fact that you, you became so highly trained and you're not opposed to training. But still, I'm right. making the point because... There are so many men who feel it's her fault. You know, it's the woman yeah. that she's, you know, she, if she wasn't so moody or she didn't have her, yeah. her menstrual period, if she didn't have these things, she would be less bitchy, easier to deal with. And she'd definitely be a better, you know, better sex. There'd be better sex. And you're saying you went and you, you sought out training for yourself, which I commend you. And I feel that it's uh, definitely needed and necessary. And I love that you did it. Yeah, I thanks for that, Lori. I appreciate that. And and it was a big turning point for me because what I got from it was not so much 
that uh, I needed to learn skills how to please another person, but what I needed to do is how to learn how to please myself so that I yeah. wasn't coming across as needy because that's what I was doing. Again, it was it was so codependent. I was in such a codependent cycle that there was no no room for me to excel as long as I believed that's how it should be. Right. So Tantra, the very first Tantra session broke something deep inside me to break the model that I needed to codepend and and uh offered me independence uh from for for uh which which made room for me to have a healthy relationship. Wow. It's it's, uh, it's you're saying a lot. I mean it's power packed what you're saying because yeah. uh because a lot of people feel still stuck. Their partner has to please them. If the partner doesn't please them again it's the partner's fault. So again all this self responsibility that you're talking about, breaking the pattern of codependence. Excellent. So yeah. you, so, so from that minute on, were you, did you know you would teach Tantra? Did you, did you, you took to it like a duck no. of water? No, I, I went back into that hole that I, I guess I'm here to protect the Tantricas now. Now I thought I was going to be a temple <laughs> guardian. See? So, so in my dysfunction around that, uh, I, I, I was being, I was being told that I should be teaching. I mean, almost immediately, it's like this is in you. You were born with this, and 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 there was there was desire for me to be to be exploring it on a deeper level. But I was kind of playing it small because I didn't feel that that was me. Um, there was so much inside of me around uh, my energy and my ability to share my energy. Um, I just didn't have the self esteem, and I and I and I. I, again, I knew how to give, but I didn't know how to receive. And so the moment that I, I, I shifted that, things changed within me. And I needed to acclimate. I needed to get my lay of the land with that new, that newness. So it, rather than reaching right out and helping other people, I was still pretty self-serving and, and having my own experience, my own journey. But I had teachers that were pretty much, pretty much sure that this is what I should be doing for a living. And then the very first time I taught was actually, I was tricked. I was actually tricked um, to teach uh, something about NLP, and um, so I went up there and did this little talk, which I was it was in my wheelhouse. I could e- easily teach NLP uh, to a, a room full of tantricas, but then uh, the, the the main teacher kept me up on stage and wouldn't let me go, and uh, I was forced to start sharing some of my own experiences and my own uh, wisdom that was coming through from my from my journey, and uh, thus was born a tantric teacher. I love this. I love that you were tricked and you, you did good. I, I want to go back for a minute because not everybody understands what NLP is, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it is a yes. handy thing to have and it could be, you know, sometimes it could be used for the wrong purposes, sometimes it's used for the right purposes. But you want to just say a little something about that so people can get a full understanding yeah. of NLP? No. Not a full understanding, a little understanding of NLP. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, a snippet. Well, basically, what it was for me, what NLP has been the, the greatest gift that I've gotten, uh, that I've received from it, is is to learn how to have a a deep relationship with my unconscious, my conscious, and my higher self through language, through thought, through energy, through um, through really knowing myself and and actually being able to hear better other people. NLP gave me the skills to to be more available, and and that was that was a really big piece of of the puzzle. And I think it it, it goes really hand in hand with tantra because communication is 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 something that in our society is a 
is a big thing. People don't know how to communicate at the levels they might like to. I mean, they really have yeah. this intention, this desire to communicate well. But, um, the English language doesn't always support us now. Right, right. So NLP so breaks that down, and it is it is relearning how how to speak. But what it does is it opens up um, our internal dialogue in a whole new way, and allows us to have external dialogue that that moves, and we actually can be heard. And there's a lot of tantra in that. That's beautiful. I actually use an NLP technique in my classes. I have one of those bells, like the kind of bell that you that you might find at the deli counter. And whenever yeah. anybody says something really profound in my class, I ring the bell and I explain to people that I'm anchoring that thought yeah. and that yeah. and that phrase into not only the person who said it, but the people in the class as well. So they start to That's get great. that anchored into their system. Yeah. And some and I mean, people have world, told me that the bell reminds them of Catholic school. I guess they got it anchored some <laughs> <laughs> much earlier. But uh, that's what oh, that's yeah. how I use a little bit of NLP in my classes. So yeah. this is great. I, so, I, I, so, I found a rapport to be a big thing too. That's one of the it, it's big things for for NLP that taught me um, a lot is rapport. It get, it actually did, it gave it probably gave you a system. It did. That uh, that you could follow and then expand from in terms of getting to know people and getting to know yourself. It's very powerful stuff. Very powerful stuff. So okay, so so you you used NLP and then you were tricked. You know, you they they told you to make a NLP demo or something, a little piece on NLP, and then you were standing there and there you were teaching. How long into your study of tantra was this? About uh, eight months in. Oh. So here you were, people recognizing you as a leader, and you going, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because because I I was like, hey, I I need to be I need I I'm not I'm not in a place where I could you know that all that I can't I'm not I'm the you know I was identifying myself, and it took someone to go whatever and put up the BS flag, and 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 get get me tricked. To get beyond that, because what what was so real uh, is that uh, my story and my and my life was so vanilla. It wasn't like I was some new agey guy exploring tantra. Like I was the guy's guy who was finding tantra, and and this particular teacher really desired me to share this because there was a value in that. Um, yeah. That that this that tantra doesn't require you to be some yogi with robes on and the beard to really to really uh, excel at it or to find grace within your life. Right. You don't have to be a particular image. You can be anybody and find the greatness and the pleasure and the actual self responsibility. Everything you're speaking about, the tools exactly. and knowledge. Yeah. So good. Exactly. What a yeah. smart. What a smart teacher. Um, I agree. She she was really a, you know her name was Karina Clark. She's a pretty amazing woman, and um, she she really supported me a lot. Um, and in in my beginning uh, of, of my tantra career, I really I really owe her a lot for holding the holding the tightrope and and the safety net. <laughs> she did so yeah. for me. Yeah, amazing, wonderful. Well, I'm so glad that she saw that in you. Because you're yeah, certainly you. adding some new dimensions to this to this tantra world, 
and you're saying things that, uh, I mean, your background and everything really allows a whole other genre of people to get that this could be for them. It's, um, while you, you know, while your career in the Air Force and, uh, and police academy may not be totally mainstream, uh, because you excelled in those things and not everyone gets to do that and so on, but it certainly gives, comes from the whole other side of life, which is, uh, which keeps things in balance, which, you know, the, the life where man, men do want to be John Wayne. So it allows John yeah. Wayne to become, to become this beautiful lover, to become Cupid, if you will, or, you know, whatever, some great, uh, uh, God. So, so it's good stuff. Something so amazing happened to me along that journey, which was there was a point where I actually had to put to rest the warrior within me. Because what I realized was, is that through the deeper I opened up, and this gets kind of new agey, but the deeper I opened up, the more that I, I really got in touch with my past lives and how often I have died in the name of war um, and, and on the battlefield, leaving loved ones far, far away and other, other while I was dying on, on foreign soil. And I just... I just became really fatigued with how much loss um, and 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 how early I was leaving the planet each time. And I'm really thankful that for whatever reason, uh, the universe really conspired to keep that away from happening, like to keep that from happening this time around. Yeah. Because, uh, I I got the memo that there's no need for me to be in battle this time. And actually, it's okay that I learned how to how to tell, to teach people to kill because now. My job is to teach people to love. That's yeah. a big, big transformation. Great stuff, Sean. Great stuff. Well, if you just tuned in, you are listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handler, your host, and my guest today is Sean Roop. And he's telling his amazing story of how he went from being a career, not a career, but a an enlisted uh, Air Force, decorated Air Force warrior, uh, to becoming a Tantra teacher, how he was tricked into it. It's an, a, quite an amazing story. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Sean about what he's up to now. He's just written a book, and he has some messages for everyone in that book, so I'll be asking him about that. Uh, so please, please stay tuned. And also just want to let you know that if you're stuck in any area of your life, or if you're having negative relationships or feeling unfulfilled, you should probably really call Kate Holt. She's a core energetics practitioner. And I, you may have heard something about her before on the show, and I just want to let you know that you should call Kate. She can really help you get unstuck. You can call her at 856-261-4900 for a consultation. Or you can go to www.kateholt.info. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now, you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release in Latihan, I create a very, very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I'm known for in my Tantra courses. First, I set you up with the proper positioning and breathing, and then I guide you through emotional states to the beat of tribal African rhythms. 
try this CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com for only $20. I believe you're worth it. I hope you do. Go to ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now. And walk free from emotional baggage. I'm Laurie Handlers, and I'm back today with you on Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. My guest today is Sean Roop, telling us this amazing story about going from warrior to lover. Sean, what are you up to these days? I know you have something that you run in San Diego called Tantra Quest, which is a Tantra training center, and I also know that you're part of a Tantra theater group. So share a little bit about that and how people can find you, and then I want to hear about this book you just came out with. Great. Well, uh, it's I'm burning so many can- uh, wicks at, the, at at multiple times right now, but it's it's fun. Um, yeah, I, I have a, a, a center called Tantra Quest in San Diego, and that's that's where I do trainings and uh, I have weekly trainings there. Sometimes there's three or four events a week that I'm running. Um, I, I I do anything from the most beginning two hour talks all the way to a ten day programs here, and um, whether they're group activities or individuals, I, I, I support people on their, their path of learning and exploring Tantra in a really safe and, um, and, and expansive way, whatever, whatever that looks like to them. I, my, my gift is to be able to uniquely offer Tantra to where people are. And, um, that's what was offered to me. And so I like to share that. And with that, the San Diego is a hotbed for, for Tantra. There's so many features here in San Diego. So, one of my friends, Kamala Devi, uh, has, has had this vision, this vision to create a thing called Tantra Theater. And so, um, if you'd like to take a look at that stuff, you can go to Tantra, San Diego Tantra Theater TV or San Diego, or, or just Tantra Theater TV. And there's, uh, it's free. There's all the clips of the stuff that we've been doing. There's, there's hours of, of, of performances that are, that are there you can watch. And, uh, and we do that because we understand that Tantra on stage, uh, being on stage is very much having a tantric experience. Like it's, it's just letting it all go and, and, and finding creativity in the most amazing ways and exploring topics that aren't always the easiest ones. That's really fun. I really enjoy that. In fact, I have, uh, rehearsals tonight for a show that we're doing in a few weeks here in San Diego. Um, the third, the third Saturday of every, every week we, we performed in downtown San Diego. And I just got done finishing writing a book, and that's been really exciting. And it's it's uh, it's, it's amazing. It's it's for sale now, and things are going well. Uh, for 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 a project that I swore I would never do, but I I, I did it. <laughs> a lot of these things sound like some things that you swore you'd never do, and then you didn't. Maybe. I mean, did they have yeah. to trick you into the theater? They didn't. No, I, I was a ham as it is, being a teacher. That was really easy. Although, I, you know, I take that back. What I swore I would never do is or, what I said I would never sing on stage. I said, I'm not singing on stage. I'm not doing any. And then uh, last last month, I sang on stage. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's, that's true. I, I have been uh, tricked into doing some things, which is just me getting out of my way again. That's all. That's great, Sean. Really great. You're a true example of how this stuff works. You really just keep pushing past your boundaries 
and getting in growing, 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 like just getting bigger and bigger, it would seem. Uh, tell, what's the name of the book that you wrote? The book, the book is called Pathways to Love, 28 Days to Self-Love. So Pathways to Love is a series of books I'm going to be doing. Uh, this is the first, which is uh, learning to have a soulmate-like relationship with yourself. This was the first teaching that Tantra offered me, and I wanted to share this with people, and I wanted to write a book that was of Tantric wisdom without all the dogma or the the uh, the, the complexity that Tantra can, can scare people away with. There's some people who are really like, oh, I don't know that's Tantra because of this or that, because of the media and how it shares things. And uh, and yet the book is, is chock full of these wisdoms in a very contemporary, uh, simple way. And it's 28 days of practices to learn how to love yourself and learn yourself more. It's excellent. Sounds excellent. And how can people, well, give us, how can people get the book and then give us a couple of scoops like what's inside? Sure. Uh, the, the book's for sale on, on uh, my website, entrequest.com. Or it's also available on Amazon. And, um, and again, it's Pathways to Love, um, 28 Days of Self-Love. And again, it's so, it's such a simple book. What I love about the, what I love about it is, is I really wanted to be at the most beginning level, but even if someone who has some experience could pick it up and grab things from it. And the initial response from the readers that I had who were in, in the proof stage are giving me the feedback that I nailed it. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I really, I really hit the mark of what I was trying to do. So some of the some of the 28 days of practices uh, might look like um, changing the start of your day. So there's a few pages of how to really look at how can you wake up and do things differently than you normally do, so you can break patterns, so that change can come um, when you step off the railroad tracks of the day-to-day stuff. How you drive to work, how you brush your teeth, when you eat, that kind of stuff. It's just one day of how to change the start of your day will affect your whole your whole day. And that's that's one of excellent. The, one of the medicines. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's like actually asking people to just break their patterns simply. You got it. And then see it. what's see what's there when they do that. And everyone has this experience. If if you ask anyone who went to school and had a half day, uh, it's a great example of when you break the pattern of what's supposed to be, and there's like an assembly or a half day or something like that. There's a feeling of what that day was totally different, um, and and that's a good example of because school is just such a pattern thing. You go to you go to school, you go to your classes, you get out at the same time. But when you break that up, uh, the day shifts. And when we do the same thing as adults, when we can shift our day, then then we'll actually have new experiences, which is a pretty exciting concept and simple people. To me, that's the whole idea of tantra to have fresh new experiences. All the time, moment by moment, uh, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be with a, making love. It has to. It's like making love to life, just having a fresh experience every moment of the time by actually breaking things up, breaking up the patterns, breaking up everything. And, and then, and then, sex no longer becomes something that you do. It's something that you you get to co-create in all the time. Sexuality becomes not just something you do in the bedroom when you're naked. Sexuality is seen and, and, and experienced on on so many levels, and I think that's a big teaching of tantra that a lot of people miss um, because they might be really involved in the exercises and the practices, and they miss how to really uh, take those exercises and practices and put them into play on our day to day life. And so, by changing the day, you can. 
it's a great it's a great uh, place. It's a great place to stop. So I I want to let people just know uh, that I've been talking to Sean Roop, and uh, you have just you have nailed it, Sean. You have nailed it. You know the whole idea of taking it out of what people's assumption is, taking out your own assumptions, what how you were going to like save the world from terrorism, and you actually became a gifted, talented Tanta teacher, lover, and you're breaking up the patterns all the time. It's a, it's a great way to be. It's a great way to live. It's a perfect, it's a great example of somebody who has just busted up his paradigm over and over again. So thanks for Thank doing you. that, Sean. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for doing that. Listen, if you want to get in touch with Sean Roop and know anything more about the classes that he's holding, whether it be an introductory class or whether it be something that's last 10 days or more, you should go to tantraquest.com, and you can find him also on Tantra TV. Can you give that address again, that Tantra Theater Group? Yeah, tantratv.com. Tantratv.tv. Yeah, Tantra... I'm sorry, once again, it's tantratheater.tv. Tantratheater.tv. Yeah, there if you it can't is. make That's it right. to San Diego, you should definitely go to tantratheater.tv and see what it's he funny. and his colleagues are doing. So thanks, Sean. Thanks for being my guest today. What a pleasure it was Thank to you have you here. And uh, next week, my guest will talk about how to stay juicy, like how women can stay juicy during and after menopause, which is quite a challenge. I can tell you that myself. So please tune in to Tantra Cafe when my guest talks about being a juicy woman forever, throughout all of your time here. And this is Laurie Handlers. I'm saying namaste from Tantra Cafe. I bow to the divine in you. Thank you. Namaste.